everybody. Kids, welcome back. How is everybody doing today? Well, and so we already can see that something is different today. We, we wrapped up Peace Camp last week. Let's hear for Peace Camp, everybody. And um, our kids learned amazing ways to be peaceful and to do community uh, with one another. And we're going to learn something about community and small groups together today. But we say good morning to you kids. Uh, parents, uh, we hope that you have already checked your children in. And by that I mean that you have your parent badge and the kids badge. Now, it's not time for the kids to go up yet. Um, now, but if you have a nursery age child, you can take them up at any time. Um, all of our children, pre-K through eighth grade, uh, after communion, uh, we will announce when it's time to go upstairs. Uh, but kids, we're so grateful and so glad that you're here with us and singing and bringing some awesome life to this place and making it younger and more cool and more fun. So kids, welcome back. Uh, to all of our friends that are online, we say good morning to you today, and we're so grateful that you are here with us. Uh, we have an awesome morning today as uh, Pastor Kathleen Lorridge, our Connections Pastor, uh, and a really great panel is going to be talking with us about small groups here at Crossroads Church. So uh, whether you're in the room or whether you're online today, uh, you're going to learn great, amazing things. Uh, and also, uh, our past, our lead pastors, Scott and Claire Lorge, send their hellos to you. Uh, they are teaching in uh, Canada to uh, ministers from Canada and Bermuda uh, for, uh, uh, for a place that I should remember where... Thank you, Salvation Army. Thank you. Karen's on top of it. She's not even on staff, and she knows exactly. Teaching the awesome people in Salvation Army in Canada and Bermuda. So that's where they are. And uh, so they send their love. And so everybody online and in the room, we say good morning. And we remind ourselves to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly uh, with our God. And we do that uh, after our call to worship. How's everybody this morning? All right, let me hear some. Let's give God some praise. All right, so today's call to worship is from Psalms 89, and you can read with me. Your love, God, is my song, and I'll sing it. I'm forever telling everyone how faithful you are. We got to spread that word. I'll never quit telling the story of your love, how you built the cosmos, and guaranteed everything in it. Amen. Oh, sorry. Your love has always been our lives, foundation. Your fidelity has been the roof over our world. God, let the cosmos praise your wonderful ways. The choir of holy angels sing anthems to your faithful ways. Amen. Dry bones come alive. One of my favorite scriptures, Ezekiel 37, that scripture saved my life at one time. And I thought something was long dead, ready for a funeral. And that scripture came alive to me. And I was able to, to pray that scripture and God brought something to life that seemed to be long dead. And Ron is awesome because... Um, we realized at the last minute that we didn't have what we needed to connect my computer, and that's part of my message today is working from my computer. So um, I might need you close by, Ron, just in case I don't show up here. Let's see. Okay, you're not far, but it's not showing up yet. There. And so, okay. 
Okay. This is not, like, I'm not super familiar with doing things this way, but, um, so how do I make it the, the big, uh, you know, like the... Oh, got it wrong. <laughs> Um, so as Ron looks at that, I just want to uh, say that today we're going to be continuing our core value series, and today's um, core value that we're going to be talking about is the uh, journey, um, thank you Ron so much, uh, we're journey with a small group. And so um, as the Connections pastor here at Crossroads, it's something that's very near and dear to my heart. And um, as I was thinking about small groups and connecting in small groups, I was thinking about my own experience with a small group. And it took me way back to Sean and I were um, sophomores in high school. And we got, we, at, at so, we were sophomores in high school and received Christ into our hearts. Somebody told us about the good news of salvation that I had never heard before. And so we invited Jesus into our heart at, in, the, in the 10th grade, believe it or not. And so that person invited us to um, youth group. So right away we started, we started a youth group at that young age. And that was back, it had to be back in 1979. And, um, you know, so if you're doing the math, that's like 43 years ago. So, yeah, we are old. And uh, 43 years. And we haven't, not only were we in, in that youth group, but we also then in our high school, there was um, Fellowship of Christian Athletes which was also a group, so we joined that group. So we joined two groups right when we first um, got saved. And, um, you know, I wasn't an athlete, but they let me come in, I guess, because I was dating an athlete. So, so I was welcome into that, uh, to that group. And uh, we have not, uh, not been in a group for all of those years, 43 years. So I don't know, maybe that, um, maybe you could call us groupies. I don't know, because... We have been in groups all of those years and can't imagine not being in a group. So today what I'm going to um, share with you is why that's a core value here at Crossroads. Why are um, small groups a core value? And if you look at our, um, if you look at our website, you'll see that, um, yeah, this is right on our core values page, that relationships with, with one another in a small group environment is God's idea. So we follow that journey. Okay, so it's God's idea. It's not Crossroads' idea. It's God's idea because he never designed us to live alone. He never designed, designed us to isolate from one another. That we are made for connection. We're made for belonging. And right from the very beginning, Jesus said, it's not good to be alone. God the Father in the garden, it's not good to be alone. So right from the beginning, we see that. And we also see the example of Jesus' life throughout the Gospels that he also had a small group, right? He did life with the disciples. He was never uh, alone unless he was off in solitude praying, but he did life with his friends. And even as Don was um, leading us in communion today, I was thinking about, you know, that on, on the night before he died, that he gathered his friends around the table and broke bread together. And so it's just a beautiful um, example of how Jesus gathered people around him and how he desires for us to live. And so um, did you know that there are over 59 one another's uh, commands in the New Testament that we, when you hear a one another, we can't do one another commands without other people, right? That involves other people. And so just a few of those one another's, um, 
that uh, we love one another, we care for one another, help one another, encourage one another, pray for one another, share with one another, bear with one another, be devoted to one another, serve with one another, forgive one another, uh, forgive one another, confess to one another, teach one another, comfort one another, show hospitality to one another. So there's many different one another's, and if you're really interested in, in seeing all the, the whole list, I have that list at the next steps with the scripture reference. So we know that, um, that the one another's uh, uh, in scripture are the commands that, that Jesus gives us, and so that we can do life with one another, that we don't have to do life alone. And if you look at Romans 12:5, it says, that's how it is with us. There are many of us, but we each are part of the body of Christ as well as part of one another. So there's a one another again. We belong to one another. We're relational beings made in the image of a relational God. So, so there we are. That's how we are wired. And we see it in the very first church in Acts chapter 2. We see uh, the scripture that says every day, every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And so, um, so you see that that connection uh, happens both inside of the four walls of the church and outside of the um, outside of the four walls in the temple courts, in the homes, breaking to breaking bread together. And so I just want to go over a few short things, and then I'm going to call up some, some friends that I invited to come and share their experience with groups, just to give you a, a taste of what it's like to be in a group, if you've never been in a group. And um, because being connected in a group helps us to become the best version of ourselves. And that's the design that Jesus had. And so when we're together in a group, um, there are benefits. And so one of the first benefits is it helps us to grow. Uh, we see the scripture, 20, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, as iron sharpens iron, a, man, a friend sharpens a friend. So it helps us to grow spiritually. That might be hard to see. It is hard to see. Sorry about that. Um, we need to, you know, to, to know that when we're with one another, we are sharpened. And it's really good for us to be sharpened. It's good for us to be with people that think differently than us and people that um, challenge us and people that encourage us and people that spur us on to love and good deeds. So being together with others helps us to grow. Um, the other thing is it helps us to succeed. We see in Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10 that two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls down, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Someone who falls alone is in real trouble. And so that's a word for us right there. Because loneliness, you know, you can read all kinds of science on what loneliness does to a person. Loneliness is real trouble. And so, um, so God doesn't want us to be alone. And we saw during COVID the loneliness that that created and mental health issues all the mental health professionals uh, that I've talked to said it was uh, devastating for so many people. So, so it helps us to succeed. Uh, be, another thing, journey in a small group helps us to build our faith. 
Romans 1.12 says, when we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want you to encourage me in my faith. Isn't that great? So we want to encourage one another. There's a mutual encouragement that happens when we're connected in a small group. And the other thing is, um, of course, this is not an exhaustive list, but just a few quick examples. Um, the other thing that helps us is helps us to manage stress. And in Matthew 26, 38, Jesus said, this is Jesus talking to his disciples when he's in the garden and knowing that he is facing uh, his death. And so he said to his friends, he said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. So Jesus, we see Jesus invited his friends, stay here and be with me. I don't want to be alone. So um, I'm going to welcome up my panel to come on and uh, take a seat up here. And, you know, better than me just telling you all of the different um, reasons why I believe groups are important. Um, I've asked a few people that are in, in different and various groups here at Crossroads to share with us their experience. What has your experience been in Crossroads, at Crossroads, uh, when it comes to groups? And so we're going to hear from them, and um, I'm going to sit with you guys, and I'll sit wherever the empty seat is, right over here. So who, is there somebody who would like to go first? Shane, are you... Uh, you, you um, sat in the first seat. Does that mean you'd like to go first? Pick me. Okay. <laughs> He's such a good student. But before he says anything, I'm going to give a shout out to Shane because today is his second day into retirement of 33 years working for the Department of Corrections. Isn't that awesome? So, Shane, we thank you for your service and uh, dedication, and I know being married to someone in that arena, 33 years is a long time to give to something, such important work. So, thank you. Thank you for that, and thank you for being willing to share your experience with us today. And thank you for your support. And that's a perfect segue, mm. because of the life I chose career path-wise, I, I was in the military, so, so literally my whole adult life has been spent in uniform working for the government. So today is my second day of freedom, and <laughs> I said yesterday uh, at my retirement uh, gathering that uh, today's the first day I don't answer to anybody in the government except for the tax person. Nah. So it's, uh, it's a great feeling, and I have great pride in the service that I did give. And uh, literally, the, the, the person doesn't choose that path, but I believe the path chooses the person. Because in order for you to survive in the field of giving, of service, whether that's law enforcement, military, health care, any of those types of services, ministry, uh, it's 100% offering yourself to another being. Mm -hmm. And in this particular case, in that career field, it's several beings. And so it's a perfect segue because I've spent the last 33 years dealing with what some in society would say uh, maybe are the, the least likely to be chosen to be your neighbor. Mm -hmm. And... The funny thing is, not ha-ha, but ironical, 
uh, I learned more lessons from some of the prisoners who I was overseeing than I would have ever learned had I not chosen to stay in that field. And so the most important thing that I learned, uh, the lesson in life was not that you need somebody uh, to care for and who cares for you, but you need other people who aren't like you. And I come from a, a childhood where uh, nothing against anybody, because as Pastor Claire would say, when we know better, we do better. But I was raised in a home that was uh, very strong Christians. My grandfather was a Wesleyan minister, and so my mother grew up in a household where uh, proper was the only way. And so uh, as children, I was maybe a little bit more spirited than, than some parents would appreciate. So I like to touch things and look at things. And, and so today, you look at things by seeing, not touching, right? That's inappropriate because I look at things with every sense of my being. And being a part of a small group allows me to be that being regardless of my upbringing, regardless of what I believe inside of me. When I look in the mirror, I now can see the whole me and not just the being that's in the uniform or the person who serves in the family uh, for a purpose obviously greater than me, but with expectations that say, you're acting in a way that's foreign to me right now. I wonder what's going on with them as opposed to my automatic attitude moving to the thought of what in the world is wrong with that person. Mm -hmm. And being in a small group has taught me to see people as a whole person. Mm -hmm. And some would say I'm highly educated. I would say I'm still learning, thank God, mm -hmm. because when we're not learning, we're not growing, and when we're not growing, we're not living. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I did receive a master's degree in, of all things, leadership. And so I learned a whole lot about people. I spent all my growing up years in adulthood with people who taught me many things about how to be in and maybe what maybe we shouldn't do. But being in a small group, what that allowed me to do was, was be with people and expose myself in a way that I wasn't ever able to because I didn't trust other people to reveal who I really am inside. And so the only person that knew who I am was the one looking back in the mirror. And that person also knew the parts of me that I didn't like. And I learned that that's a part of my history, but that doesn't have to be me. And because of the small group and the different people that come there and the different walks of life and the different things they've experienced, and some of the similar, similar things they've experienced. I learned that there's some people who aren't like me and there's a whole lot more people who have experiences that are similar and we've walked the same paths. Though they may be parallel, they understand. And so that grew empathy. And it's in that being able to empathize with others that caused me to view the world literally in a different way. And so, do you know how much stress is relieved when my expectations of what others should look like, be like, act like, was relieved from my person 
mentally, physically. It's just incredible. And so the small group helps me to stay that course. And they remind me, whether they know it or not, that you need to look at people for who they are, not by what they're doing, but the paths that they've walked. And if we stopped for a little bit to understand each other more, maybe I would be much better at abiding. Mm -hmm. And it causes me to be better in my marriage and it causes me to be better with the relationship with our children. And it causes me to be able to actually be a human being in a, in a group of other adults mm -hmm. instead of uh, being the soldier or the person who abides by the black and white letters of the rules and the laws and realizing that not every, it's, it's funny, my brother-in-law actually awarded me with uh, some different things because him and I have the same career path and uh, he happens to be younger than I am so he's not yet retired. But he, he made the mention that, uh, you know, we entered into this gather, uh, career together and though we grew up separately, we both learned, we're in the same career and we both learned from each other. Even though the black and white letters of the rules and the policies existed, when you're dealing with human beings, the letters of the law don't always speak to what the reality is. Mm -hmm. And That's so being with a small group helped me to stay the course. It helped me to learn how to look at people as whole people and to see them not for what they're doing, but who they are. We're all creatures of God. We're all children of God. And if he accepts me, <laughs> then I should probably accept other people who aren't me. And so that, that small group, it helps me to, uh, to be that person. And, I, and when I look in the mirror, I like that person a whole lot better than the one that I used to see. Thank you, Shane. It caused compassion to grow in you, and uh, you have become curious rather than judgmental when you're with people. So it's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Jessica. So I did. I took some notes. I hope you don't mind. Not um, at keeps all. Keeps me on track. Yeah, and yeah. Um, if you don't know this about me, I have a fear of speaking in front of people. I can sing in front of, front of hundreds, but speaking is really, um, it's difficult for me. So, um, this is a safe space. This is a and safe we're so space. so thankful that you said yes. This is a safe space. <laughs> yes. So, I wanted to share a little bit with you about the small group experience, that one of them that I'm a part of here, and that's the worship team. And I'm going to back up. 18, almost 18 years ago, when we were trying to find a church, we had young children. We'd been to several churches, um, and we walked into Crossroads, and I heard the music, and I worshipped, and, you know, the, the team, everything about the worship here was like, I have to be part of that team, and, and if that's the only reason we come to this church, that is why we'll be here. So <laughs> that, that wasn't the only reason, but <laughs> that is what... Um, you know, ignited my passion, and I knew that I wanted to be a part of this team, and so um, I've been on the t serving on this team for, like I said, almost 18 years, and um, ministry and music 
was no stranger to me. I'd, I'd been part of other teams, choirs, you know, you name it. I was a performer. And so um, it, it's been very different here being in this team because it is a community. Um, the team, you, you see that we probably most times have it all together. And, um, you know, we don't, but we are community. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I don't know how to say it. The, I, I love the team here. I'm um, honored to serve and have learned so much about my friends, you know, that, are, that serve up here as well as myself. So um, I've grown. You talked about, um, you know, being able to trust mm -hmm. and what it means to be together with a group of people. And I'd never experienced that before. Um, so not only be, um, being able to um, use my gifts, but use them with a team and just experience gift, our gifts together and be able to, to share that. Um, with that said, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a commitment. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and that's what I meant with you, you see us having, having it all together, which I, I see Don now, and he made a comment about... Um, young, young people. Don, how long can we serve up here? Because <laughs> you made that comment. I thought, oh, man, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I wanted to make light of that. But um, going back to the commitment, it's a commitment. It's a lot of work. And when I initially walked in the doors and thought I wanted to be on that team, I didn't think about all the work that went into that. My, our kids were little at the time. Every Thursday, Sunday, we used to have two services up until how many years ago? Mm -hmm. And it was work, but being yeah. able to be a part of the team, putting that in, using the gifts that God gave me, being able to share them um, has, been, has been important. And there's no other place that I'd rather give my gifts and, and be in a community. And we are so grateful that you, that you offer up your gifts to God, right? I mean, how, sh how Jessica, you, you lead us, the whole, all, the whole team, you lead us into a place where we are in the presence of God. And, you know, there's, there's scripture after scripture that God gives us spiritual gifts. And the spiritual gifts that he gives us are not just for us, but it's very clear in scripture that the, the spiritual gifts that we've been given are for the benefit of others, to serve one another, to build up the body of Christ. And so there's a, there's a clue right there. If your spiritual gift is only serving you, it's not the way that God intended. It's for the building up of the body. So thank you, Jessica, for using your gift to build us up and lead us into the presence of God. Thank you. I wanted to add one thing that mm -hmm. I shared with you yesterday, mm -hmm. that it's, it's always, I, I would always feel like, oh, I would love to play the keys like Ron or Lindsay or you know, the guitar and, and wanting to do those other things that, you know, God hasn't asked me to do at this <laughs> point, right? So letting other people do what they're gifted with, and I, I would just encourage you all, find that yeah, thing. That. <laughs> right, I mean, and, unless God calls you to it, right? Don says, whatever's in your soul. <laughs> so I would encourage you all, find that thing that, you, that lights you up, that you're passionate about, that you can can give. It may not be singing, it may not be playing the piano, but there is something mm. that God is calling you to. So thank thank you. you, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs>
Dick Deal. Um, so I am a part of the uh, 20s, 30s something group. Uh, it's for 20s and 30 year olds, but you don't have to be 20. You can be, you know, in your late teens to your early 40s to join. We are very accepting <laughs> of everybody. We can't go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I absolutely love the group, um, and I will recommend it to everybody in their 20s and 30s. Um, it's just a great way um, to meet with different people in different walks of life from just graduating college, I mean, just graduated in high school to just graduate in college like myself to some people actually working for different colleges. Some people are married. Some people are just getting married. Other people are just having babies. So just new beginnings in life um, of growing up because what I, fig what I found out um, in my life, I'm only 28 years old, but um, in my 20s, uh, it's just was so much new beginnings that I never knew about. And so I kind of like thrown out in the world like, where am I at? What is this? Um, and just being connected um, to people who are um, God-fearing individuals and kind of like my, uh, Kathleen was saying earlier, like that iron sharpening iron and just being planted around those great people and those great, um, just that great community of people. Um, and as for myself, I'm kind of like beyond popular belief, I'm actually a very introver introverted person. Um, but I learned to step outside of my comfort zone and be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, so my biggest uh, thing with actually joining the group was, I don't want to join the group, it's just me. And I don't want to be around a bunch of strangers because I'm introverted, honestly. And so, um, but God kind of spoke to me and said, be comfortable with being uncomfortable um, and step out of your comfort zone. And then from there, I stepped out of my comfort zone. And then also my little brother and his girlfriend started coming to the 20s and 30s something group as well from there. But it all started from me having to step out of my comfort zone um, and going there. Um, and I just love it. I think the people are amazing. All the people that I met there is amazing, and I look forward to it. Um, we only meet once a month. I look forward to it every month, and kind of like after I get done um, from the group, it's like a feeling inside where you just feel like clean. You just, you know, when you get out the shower and you feel good about yourself. It's like that, but on the inside of you, and like you get out and you're like, oh my goodness, I just feel good and I feel great. And it's just like refreshing, a refreshing feeling. So I will 100% uh, recommend everybody um, to find a group uh, that fits them. It might not be the 20s, 30s group. It might be a different group. There's so many groups that the church offers. Um, and there's so many different communities of people that you will meet. Um, a plethora, a wide range of different people that you might not ever would have talked to if you wouldn't have been in that group. And then you go in that group, and you're like, oh my goodness, you guys are amazing. Like, why wasn't I already been in this group? And so I just think it's, it's amazing. And yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Dick Deal. And I love, I love that uh, learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think that's a word for all of us, right? Because some of us are introverts and going into a, a room with people you don't know can feel really uncomfortable. So thank you for taking that risk and then inviting others. And so that's really awesome. So thank you. Carol. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Chuck, 
facts to follow. Kathleen and I um, don't think you need to feel bad about the guitar thing and the keyboard thing because we were discussing how it, we would not be singing like you do. <laughs> yes, we, no. we, we love your gift, Jessica. And Jaquille, yeah. <laughs> no one else could teach me how to write rap. <laughs> but you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I am connected with the CR kids. And I cannot tell you what a deep blessing that is to my life. Mm. I hope I don't cry. You're, you're okay. It's a safe place. You can cry. There are some days. <laughs> um, but my first thing is it connects me with God in two ways. I think probably everybody, at least I hope it's true, you have certain Sundays where you just don't want to go to church. You just, you've had a rough week, or you know there's one coming up, and the first thing you think of is, well, I could skip church today. That would help me out. <laughs> and a lot of times my husband will just say, well, are we getting ready for church? And I'll go, oh, yeah, I guess we are. <laughs> so that helps. But also what really helps me is that Sarah for CR Kids will send me what the topic of the lesson is earlier in the week, and it focuses me on God. There, is, I think about how does this lesson affect me and how, how, what examples in my life have I had this week or last week? And I'm just focusing on that one thing. And I discuss it with my 11-year-old grand, granddaughter, and she'll come up with some perspective. And I'll think, oh, wow. You know, that it, it's a connection, both with my grandchildren and with God. And I think that's really motivating. But secondly, my second connection is that it connects me with my purpose. Hmm. Most of my life, I've had many purposes from different eras of my life, but most of my life was spent in teaching, trying to take kids farther than I went myself in education, particularly chemistry and biology. And you really want to push them towards their future and get them prepared, especially the ones that were going into science. But there were all those that were just struggling and really did not like science. And I had to make sure to encourage them to just, just do it and to let them know they can live a perfectly normal life without it. <laughs> so that was a balancing act, but I always felt compelled to strive to take kids to a future. And when I gave up teaching, yeah, I got my grandkids, but that's different. And to be a part of CR Kids, I still am connected to my goal in a different way that I couldn't do with kids before. Um, connect them with their future. There's a wall, and if you've never been back to the, uh, the kids area, there is a wall. It's a timeline of what kids are learning at various stages of their life. And I work with the 6th through 8th, which is an age group I never really thought about being with, 6th through 8th. I always thought, oh, chaos and drama. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that's the age group. But on that wall, it says that in that point in their life, they are trying to gain affirmation for their personal journey. And if you think about that, one of the sub-questions on that wall is, 
who am I? And I'm just going to give you an example of how wonderful it is to work with kids and how eye-opening it is. This was a while back. It was over a year ago. A conversation. We had an activity outside when we were doing the games outside. It wasn't this summer. It was last summer. And it was a small table. And we were supposed to sit there with our group and write one thing on a piece of paper about what we liked about each person. And, you know, most people just do it like, oh, I like your shoes. Or, because, you know, not all those kids know each other really well. Or you have a really nice smile. Or I know you're a good athlete. But this one boy said to me, I can't do this. And I said, oh, I know what you mean. And he said, yeah, you know, I can't. He said, I could do it, but I can't do it like right now. And with that kind of thought. And I thought, and I so told him, I said, you know what? I can't do that kind of thing either. Somebody wants to take me out for my favorite birthday dinner? I don't know what to say. I've got a favorite meal. I don't think I have a favorite meal. And I think he's learning that he's deeper than quick answers. Mm -hmm. And I think he knows that about himself. And he accepted it and he expressed it. And I kept thinking, oh, this kid, this kid is going to be a deep thinker. What he says and thinks is going to be important and thought out. And he is going through that affirmation stage of who he is. But I think one of the hardest things with kids is that we need to be involved with them somehow. This generation, they're not a Bible reading generation. Uh, they're not. And there have been times in history when Christianity has gone on without people reading the Bible. But I think the world is changing so fast. What we need to do is give them the script, Jesus' script. And how they apply it is going to be different than how we applied it. And I think sometimes as adults, we're not... We're not attuned to the fact that their way of expressing that following of Christ might seem different to that to us and it might even seem wrong but the thing is communication they're living in a difficult time and I think that this is the way I would describe this these young people is they're like porcupines trying to become balloon artists it it, it, it you're just, you take one step and it just seems wrong and it doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. And um, I know there are kids today that deal with things they're taught and they believe, like see something, say something. And they do. And the consequences that they go through because of it are horrendous. Mm -hmm. And I think they need us. And so if you need a connection point, I think it's a great one. And thank you, Carol. Thank you, Carol. Thank you to our panel. You guys are awesome. I appreciate all that you shared today. And Carol, I love that you, you said you're connected to your purpose doing it, but you're also helping the children connect to their purpose. So it's beautiful. It's a win-win for everybody. And so um, thank you, guys. You could take those cups with you. Those are your parting gifts for saying yes to uh, being on the panel today. Yeah, parting gift right there. Thanks, Don. Um, so isn't that great? So that's just a little bit. I just wanted to show you a little bit about how um, 
you can connect at Crossroads. So there's different ways that people connect. And I don't know how to get my screen on here. I'm just about done, but um, to go to the website. Don, do you, can you help me with this? I'm, down, I'm done with my PowerPoint, so I just need this particular screen. And um, so there's, as you could hear from our, our guests, that there are so many ways. Oh, that'll be at the end. I guess I'm not done. But this, I want to do the um, tutorial on how to find groups. And if you can't, that's okay. But um, I just really wanted to have a variety of people up here to, to show you that it takes um, becoming uncomfortable. It takes uh, taking risks. It takes uh, knowing that God has given you a gift and, being, and having the courage to say, I want to use this gift for other people. It has um, the, the, as Shane was telling us, to be able to look at people through the eyes uh, like Jesus looks at people. And so, you know, there's many different ways to connect in small groups that, you know, there's, there's, they're not just breaking bread together in a home. And so if you're not familiar with our website, I invite you to go to our website, ccmonline.org, and you see this button right here. If you just hover over connect and go down here to groups, it will open up. There's some of my thir some of my uh, marriage group. Many of them are sitting right there, back there at the table together. So, here's where we talk about um, small groups. But you can view the small groups that are available. So, if you don't want to be in uh, a particular um, like marriage group, there's a 20-something group. We have our gospel, four gospels Bible study that Samuel's been doing that I've been hearing great things about from the, the people that are in that group. Yeah, see, they all sit at that table. And you know what I love is I see like people that are in groups together, they sit together. And so it creates this community right within the church. And so there's a lot of different groups. So you may not have known that there's um, the, all these, and here's my Thursday day group, you see these ladies down here, and they're all sitting back at their table. So there's, there's so many groups that are happening, yes, um, that are happening. But if, if your thing is not to meet with um, people inside of a home, but maybe you want, you're like Jessica or you're um, like Carolyn, you say, I want to maybe use my gifts um, to serve other people because, you know, Jesus tells us that, you can go to the serve page. And you see, we put urgent needs right at the very top, so that will always be the, the most urgent needs are right there. And if um, that will change, you know, as the needs change. So right now, it's the food pantry, paper products, and the second thing is uh, serving in children's church. But guess what? Look at all of the other needs. So you can serve at crossroads, you can serve in the community, or serve in the world. And so if you scroll down this page, these are all opportunities that you can serve here at Crossroads. And so, and that's being connected into a small group. So we grow in community. We weren't meant to be lone rangers. We are, um, we're, God wants us to be able to connect and belong with one another. And we want you to feel like Crossroads is a place that you can connect and belong. And so we're going to, uh, the team is coming back up. And um, you, you will see a card that is near your table, and it's a card like this. We want to hear from you because we actually have a um, connection and belonging team of people that meet together, uh, and they're actually meeting today, and they're, they're trying to um, brainstorm different connection opportunities 
for all of you, for all of us, which I so appreciate because we realize people connect in different ways and we don't, it's not a cookie cutter way that people connect. So we want to create a variety for you. And so um, you may see this card. If you don't see it, you can scan the, let's see, where is that? Um, if I can get that back on. Yep. Okay. You can scan this QR code. And apparently you can do that right from your phone right now with this on the screen. Isn't that fancy? And, um, or the card that's on your table. And basically the card just says, uh, what helps you to feel like you belong? And so if, is it connection one-on-one -on -one with other people, group gatherings, classes, shared purposes? Any ideas you have, write them down. Uh, the other thing is, how would you like to, to connect at Crossroads? You personally, how would you like to connect at Crossroads? Maybe you want to, uh, you know, so there's some suggestions down there and then any other additional thoughts and questions. So take some time during this song um, to really write down your thoughts because this will help us to develop new plans and new um, opportunities. And if there isn't an opportunity or a, or a setting where you most feel um, connection, then we can create it based on what you share with us today. So um, these, everything you put down today will, will go into, you, you can put your name on it if you want to, it's optional, but we really hope that you'll take a few minutes to write down some thoughts on um, how to connect at Crossroads.